Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Investing System Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Davis. And today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic, and I think it's a little bit more prevalent with the holidays coming up, and that's mystery boxes, in particular with comic books. I'm sure that everybody's seen some ads going out there on Facebook where you get a whole bunch of stack of books. You might get a special thing here or a special thing there, or there's a guarantee of X in it. Or there's a potential that five boxes are going to have a CGC comic in them. Or something along those lines. And so I figured it's prevalent to talk about that as an investing position and an investment side and things of that nature. Because there's the good, the bad, the ugly with it. And I want to dive into it. So my view on all of this is that mystery boxes are just a very clever way for a lot of companies or pop-up companies, which is sometimes what this is, to basically package a bunch of old retail items that haven't sold in their stores or in their warehouse or things that they bought for pennies on the dollar, essentially, and put into a box, and then they might have 4,000 boxes, and they throw in a few other big items and high-ticket items to entice you to pick it up. And I get it. It's not necessarily bad, Per se, it's not immoral if we're going to have those questions and ask those ethic questions. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of these things, and I've partaked in some mystery boxes, is that it's sort of just garbage. There's nothing really incentivized because if you look at what's being offered, they say, well, five out of the boxes are going to have this. And well, we have 100 boxes that we're positioning out. And newsflash, they're charging 40 bucks for it. You're going to get seven comics and the price of the normal comic range, which is what you have to assume in this circumstance, is $4 or 5 bucks. So let's say that it's 4 bucks, and that you preview ordered it. And if you preview ordered it on one of these big sites, it's usually $1.94. So really, the cheapest that you can get this thing for is 2 bucks. So automatically, if we're getting seven books, we have to take the assumption that, well, they bought it for $14. Below $14 costs is what it is. Now, that's assuming it's just an average, regular cover A, B, or C, or however we want to put this as an incentive position. It's under $14. So right off the bat, that's the worst case scenario, and that's the case scenario we have to jump off of. Now... Let's say that in those seven books, we got some variants that are worth 10 bucks, and we get two variants that are worth 10 bucks, but the other books are, you know, still $10 range, and that the variants were, you know, 10 bucks equivalent. We're still looking at under $20. And then they entice you with that entire position where it's this entire thing saying, oh, you could get a CGC book, or it's going to have this, or we guarantee it's going to be $35 value plus. Well, if it's going to be $35 value plus and you're selling it for $33, you know, there's no money to be made. And so obviously it's not $35 value because the value, as I stated ahead of time, is that it's way less than that. Because if you actually bought these items when they came out and you preview ordered them, you'd be paying half of what you're paying now for it. So that's kind of my issue here is that that's what's happening. And so as an investor, you know, they're fun. If you have the excess money, if you want to take the risk and you're incentivized or you think that you're going to get a good deal on it, you're going to get lucky or that you can afford to take a $35 gamble, 
you know, with these mystery boxes, I am absolutely down for you to do that. Or if you're the type of person that says, well, I got an extra 400 bucks, and well, I've done the math on it, and statistically, you know, if there's 10 boxes, if I order 10 of them, I'm not guaranteed to get one of these things, but what they threw out there is a $300 item across 10 boxes, and that's what these books all look like that they mentioned that are in there, and they're guaranteeing they're in there, so I'm willing to take that risk to buy 10 of these for 300 bucks, and that item is $300, and if I get this, it'll pay for itself one of these books, and then therefore I'll go and just sell the rest, and the likelihood of me getting this now has increased dramatically, and it's worth the risk. Not saying I'm going to hit that risk or get the book, but that's some people's logic when you can order multiple lots, I guess, and you don't really care because even if you only get two fifty for that item, you're you know pretty much fifty dollars short and shy, and you'll sell the rest of the books and make your money and make like one hundred fifty extra dollars on the rest of the comics and come out ahead as an investor. And some people do that, and they do okay with it, but there's no guarantees. And so that's kind of the issue with mystery boxes. And also, I would love accountability, because one of the things that I'm curious about with mystery boxes, and I'm always concerned, and I have these questions, is that what is the actual accountability with it? Because I've seen a bunch of stuff come up on Facebook now where... Pretty much what's happening is that they say, oh, we got 100 boxes, and these are some of the books. These aren't the books that are going to be in there across these 100 boxes. These are some of the possibilities. And I've seen it with other products, too, with mystery boxes. And my issue is that, well, you know, as an investor, you know, I want to know accountability. Like, I would love a numbered thing. And I love saying, hey, we put these books in, and then... We put it in here and like, I don't know where the accountability is because let's be realistic here. There's shady people on the internet. And so when we have these things, you know, they say, oh, you know, Walking Dead 1 might be a possible book. Well, is it a book or isn't it? You know, and I would like some statistical proof. Like I would love some statistical proof of this and what's in there and even randomized positioning and all that stuff. So that's where I get very, very skeptical on mystery items. And I've seen a bunch of this stuff. And then also I've seen it on a lot of Facebook ads and I've seen it from places that I don't recognize. You know, again, I'm going to bring in another position. Chalice does mystery boxes all the time. Chalice Collectibles. I know Chalice has a brand. So I trust their mystery box. And when they throw out a two Funko Mystery Box because I trust it. You know, Big Apple Collectibles, I think is their name also. I trust their brand because I bought from them before. You know, I know, recognize their brand. When I see all these mystery boxes pop up, especially during the holidays, and now they're more prevalent than ever and they're very aggressive on Facebook ads, I say to myself, okay, what is going on here? What is the discussion? What is this brand? And so I'm very skeptical about this in particular. So I kind of wanted just to talk about that. Now I will say some other stuff, and obviously I don't pretend what what I am and what I'm not, but there is a company called Xenoscope. They're a pretty cool company. I buy a lot from them. And they have a semi-mystery box, and I do want to make this distinct 
distinction between the two. So they have something that's called a Zen box. And basically it's a $100 item and you're gonna get two comic covers and a bunch of other goodies. And one of the covers is disclosed automatically, which is what the art is on the box. And it's pretty crystal clear what that cover is gonna be. Now, I don't know what that other cover is, but I know that I'm gonna get three to five, maybe six, seven items in a Zen box. And I know for a fact that I'm getting two comic books and some other cool items they throw out there. That to me is a mystery box, technically, because it is a good mystery what I'm getting. But I also know that due to past mystery boxes or Zen boxes as they've thrown out there, that I've done very well on them and that those books fetch a certain price point. And that typically, you know, you're either going to get a metal or a cool exclusive or something in that range that you can't get elsewhere that's limited to that Zen box. And it's not going to be resold outward. Or if it is resold, it's going to be sold at a much higher price point than what you would have paid for it out in the Zen box. So that's a mystery box. That's a subsection of a mystery box. But I do know what's somewhat in there. And I have an idea of it. And so when we talk about things like that, though, and also past performance where they do four or five a year, and we talk about past performance versus, you know, a mystery box just popping up, obviously with those Zen boxes, you know, there's been five of them and they've been doing this for at least five years, these Zen boxes, from my understanding. And so there's been about 40 to 50 of them out there and they do very well. My point I'm trying to make is that because it's a mystery item, but it is tied to a company that is still in business every single week. You know, it's got a little bit of different credibility. And so when I view a mystery box that of a pop-up company that I've never heard about, that I've never seen before, and it's on Facebook, and there's no accountability as an investor, you know, I don't want to take 35 bucks or 40 bucks or 50 bucks and then run with it in that regard. And then I've seen it with other companies too, where they have a $100 CDC box, or they have saying you might get a CDC book or you might get something that's signed. And it's kind of, they're not as shady as some others, but it's definitely complicated because when you're spending a good amount of money, you know, if I'm spending $100 on a mystery item and a mystery CDC book, I could turn out great. It could be worth more than 100 be worth less than 100 it could be worth exactly what i paid for it but that's just it is that it's a mystery and what if i'm unhappy with it you know you can't return a mystery box you know if, if the book came sledgehammered in obviously you could return it because that's not how it was advertised so if you bought something that's supposed to be pristine and then it came beaten up and the book is falling out of the case obviously you could return that but if I'm going to go spend 100 bucks, I can go find whatever book I want in that $100 price point, more or less on eBay. And so why would I take that risk on a mystery box, even though the enticing or it might be worth $200 or it might be a signed book that's not in circulation. And we have these books in there and this book's a walking dead one in the $100 mystery, you know, CGC box. Well, that's great and dandy. But if you got 100 of those, my chances are 1%. You know, why wouldn't I go then take my opportunity and the rest of the books are worth $80? You know, that's the problem. And so that's something that I wanted to throw out there. Whereas an investor, if you could afford to take the risk and you got no problem taking the risk 
and that you say, hey, look, I'm a betting man, by all means, I encourage you to go out and go take those risks. But at the same time, if you're like me, where I'm looking for deals and that I don't really want to leave my fate up to luck or to some other component of that where I'm like, oh, great, now I got an $80 book. I just spent $100 and I'm not happy with it. Now I have to sell when I could have bought what I wanted knowing what it is and I could have had control over it the entire process through versus leaving it in the fate of somebody else's hands who obviously created a mystery box and I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but obviously if I can choose what I want and I can know what I want, I can make decisions and then I could go say, hey, look, I could buy this book for a hundred bucks and it's going up by 3% a year. You know, that to me makes more sense and I'm going to sell it in five years from now and have a higher annualization rate and I know exactly what it's going to do versus getting a box that somebody else chose and then have to do the research after the fact that I have the item in my possession. So just just to me, you know, if you're a serious investor and you want to take the gamble, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with those gambles. There's nothing wrong with handling those positions. But at the same time, why wouldn't you as an investor also want to control your destiny, control what your position is supposed to be. I like to control it. I like to make decisions and I want to be the decision maker, not somebody else to make it. And look, every once in a while, I'll buy a mystery box for the sake of buying it because I'm going to get lucky. But at the same time, I don't make it a practice. And also it has to be the right price where I'm not going to go spend $300 on a mystery box for whatever reason, even if it's enticing and, and, and you say this, that, and this, you know, that's not what I'm in this business for. And they're cool gifts. And so if you have somebody who is into comics and it's a $35 mystery box, you know, it's cool gifts. It's awesome gifts to give to somebody, especially if they're just starting out. But beyond that, as an investor, and I can't keep on saying it enough where I want to make decisions on books. I don't want somebody to make decisions for me. And mystery boxes are just that. It's a mystery. You know, it's a little bit different if it's a $15 mystery box versus a $100 mystery box as well. So price also does factor into this. So it says, hey, three comics, 10 bucks, you don't know what you're going to get. That's a different discussion than if you're, you know, you know one CGC book, $100. Big, big, big difference, you know, in price as well. So that's something I just wanted to throw out there. I hope it sort of provides insight into how I feel about it, where I don't care if it's good or bad. That's not the issue. It's not immoral to that point. It's not unethical or anything of that nature. What it is, is that the way I view it is in many ways that I want to control my destiny. I want to control my expenditure. I want to control my business. And the way I do that is by not leaving anything to uncertainty. And so I hope, again, as I stated, this sort of provides positioning because I'm sure that I'm not the only one seeing all these mystery boxes popping up in ads and then they retarget and then obviously they're hitting certain demographics and all sorts of stuff. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this and provide some insight into it. So hope it helps. Again, the whole point of this podcast is to make you a better comic book investor, no matter where you're studying at, whether you're new, you're learning about it, you're a veteran, you're somewhere in between, and at the same time also help you along your journey 
of just becoming better at this entire thing and making more money, having more freedom, and also having a lot more fun in comic books because it is a fun place to be right now on a lot of levels. And so that's something that I just want to make work for everybody. And that's the whole point of this show. So thank you for watching. As always, I will be with you tomorrow. And then we're taking two days off and we'll be right back on Monday talking about more stuff to make you once again a better comic book investor. Catch you tomorrow and then two days off and I'll see you on Monday as well. Stay safe and read some comic book guys.